Broadcasting live from sunny South Florida, this is KMA Talk Radio. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars. Your KMA crew, the Italian scallion, Paul DeGracco, Alex Tavella, a.k.a. The Goat, and always telling it like it is, Honest Abe. I like to smoke them like the Winston Churchill. Good morning to all our loyal listeners, libertarians, and lovers of the leaf. I'm Honest Dave, bringing to you this fine Saturday morning on Memorial Day weekend, KMA episode number 421, along with my trusty cohorts, the Italian scallion himself, Paul DeGracco, and none other than the goat, Alex, whose name I can't pronounce, Tavella. <laughs> you said it right, didn't he? I say, right. It right, I say it right all the time. I might have said it like once or twice wrong when I first met him. Took him eight years. Yeah, but you do that. I haven't even known you for eight years. Bro, you have some fucking. What amazes me about you sometimes is your like revisionist history. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How long has Boynton been open? Yeah, that doesn't mean I know you because you were a customer, bro. Are you fucking kidding me? No. You, you, to... wow. you hung out in Delray. Hold on. Bro. You hung out in Delray like the first two years were open. We barely saw you here. Is that right? Yeah. And then so you started did... playing poker. When did we start playing poker? Listen, we became friends. First about... of all, time out. How old is your son? The age of my son is irrelevant. No, that's kind of when really we started becoming <laughs> friends. That's, that's fine. Because you were just somebody to... I knew. Okay. So let me ask you a question. Yeah, right. ask me a question. Right. My revisionist. When would we start playing poker? I don't know. Jay started playing poker in the first year. We no, no. In the shop Fuck here. Jay. Fuck Jay. Okay. We who played poker that? before Jay? Who sat out on the... Motherfucker, we went and put a fucking table in somebody's truck because we were sitting out there by ourselves. We went and bought a poker table. When I opened the store. That was... Well, that was... No, we were open for a while, but then we, yeah, we, we went and got those things. Yeah, I know, no, but I'm we, still telling we, you. We got one thing. We became friends you know, when your son was born. Friends, no friends, whatever. Yeah. I'll grant you that maybe. I don't know the half names, of, the last names of half the people who, who, who okay. come in our store. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna separate it. The guy signs my checks and still can't pronounce my fucking name. He sees it all the time. <laughs> okay, first off, I don't sign your checks. Whatever. Here's some all, just, yeah. It's direct deposit. To your Whatever. Account. You sign off on my checks. <laughs> I don't even sign off on your checks. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> Paulie. Oh, I like when Alex is fiery in the morning. We've had a rough week. I'm shot. I've come to a conclusion. In 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 the world of smoke, if smoke in was a football team, the bartenders would be the wide receivers. Drama queens, demands, divas, bartenders are the wide receivers of the smoke in football team. Oh boy. <laughs> and I'm gonna leave it at that. For Sounds like somebody place. needs a Disney vacation. Yeah. Speaking of Disney vacations, what a segue to his own story. To his own right, usual. 
Well, Coop's already had like six comments on it since we started the show. And what was what was this occasion for the Disney trip? You know what the occasion was. See, now I'm about to get it as fired up as uh, as Alex. You know why I was away? Why? Our listeners don't know why. It was my birthday. Oh, that's no, right. I, let me let me let me tell you something. The love I received from the KMA crew, from people that listen to us, not even people that I speak to normally. I, I probably 200 messages just from KMA listeners. Seriously, it was awesome. It was, it was actually humbling to see that people, I mean, there were a lot of jokes in there, like take care of your cats and things like that, but happy birthday. But I, I was actually seriously humbled by the, the camaraderie that we have with the, with the people that, that uh, participate in this show with us. So it was really cool. Except for honest Abe, he still hasn't said happy birthday. What does this have to do with That's Disney? why I went to Disney. I went. I went to Disney for my birthday. He went to celebrate we Disney had, for his birthday. Well, you're 40 years old. But let old, me preface dude. it with this. How old we are you? didn't pay for the, the tickets. Uh, How we old are you? For the, oh, uh, okay. How so old I, is Paul? Paul's younger than me. Paul, how old are no, you? No, I think we're the same age. I, I just turned 38. Yeah, so we're the same age for about a month. Um, yeah, all right. Who's, who's turning 39? I am next month. Is your birthday next month? Why? Yeah, my kid's going to steal my birthday. I see it coming already. Why? Not, is his birthday Oh, yeah, actually, time? that's true. I'm the 30th. He's, like, scheduled for the 25th, which doesn't matter because once you – after 30, you're just another year closer to dying. Uh, listen so, to me. Yeah, that's true. Except if you're Paul, you just become – You celebrate 21, and then you celebrate 50, and then yeah. you die. And you think you want to, like – can't wait for 30 and then you get to 30 and you realize it's all downhill no 30 is the worst it's the first moment where shit starts breaking down and you know yep. fat doesn't come off as easy and your back hurts a little more and you don't know why and it's really nothing wrong with it it just hurts and and 30 30 is when it goes into light speed quentin thornation's the ugliest 38 i've ever seen Wow, yeah, I, I, dude, you are fucking I'm harsh this morning. Bro, I'm running on like four hours of sleep. It's gonna oh be my rough God. <laughs> this is me on a typical Wednesday. I, I, thought he was old. I, I thought he was older. I thought he Quentin, was older. He, but he actually, you know, yeah. I saw him on the our whereby chat, and he's he's looking good lately. He got a little shave. He fixed his beard. His, eye, weight, right? his eyebrows are growing back in. I mean, he's actually starting to look like a real human being. That's what it is. Yeah, his eyebrows are coming back. He, he's got I was to go watching him last night. Said, Why does Quentin look more normal yeah, than he's, usual? He got rid of, like, the <laughs> eyebrows are, the coming, eyebrows back are coming back. Yeah, he's looking, he's looking like a normal, not normal, but he's it's looking amazing. like a human being. It's amazing how <laughs> subtle, because that used to be our thing when we'd go out. If somebody got wasted, drunk, and passed out, we'd shave one of their eyebrows. Uh, Never both. That's just the one. worst. Because that either forces them to be humiliated, or it forces them to have to shave their own second eyebrow off. It's, yeah. it's yeah. a great thing. So we'd only shave one. And then it's amazing how subtle it is that I've been looking at him now for like a month and just like something's wrong but I forgot he shaved his eyebrows that's but see, what it is. yeah that's the problem your 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 whatever your theory doesn't work with Thor because you know you couldn't have just shaved one of his eyebrows it wouldn't have made a difference because he shaved his own eyebrows I know I know so, you know he feels so Why? loved in a bet no, he I, listen. I put oh. a bounty at Ristafari. Yeah. If anybody shaved his eyebrows, he found out about it and decided to preempt the the game. I got it, Jeff. I shaved, got it. I'm working on it, Jeff. Shaved his own eyebrows. Yeah, shaved his wow. own eyebrows. Trying to collect on the bet, which he should have known. 
What do you see? The the Super Bowl streaker? Doesn't exactly. That's what out? I told him. You can't influence. We had that guy on the show. Which is interesting, <laughs> considering this is a guy who still hasn't paid his own bet. By the way, has not. Has not. Alex he just signed one. I signed one. I signed one. Yeah. I signed one. You got another coming up in about Maybe, uh, thirty days. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, yeah. That's 50-50. Wow. Oh, well, yeah. I don't want to say I'm, have you won any? I'm confident on that one, but I think, you know. It's oh, like, I'm so confident. I'm ready to double down again. You're so we're confident. At ten, we're Ooh. at $10 right now. I, I gave you a real, I gave you a, a cushion spread. I gave you a really nice spread. You picked it, not me. I know. I gave you a really nice one. <laughs> can you can you talk about what the bet is? Or no. no, because if we do, it'll totally influence the outcome. So we really yeah. can't. Okay, okay. Well, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, it'll totally. Uh, we never, we never have you ever won? Have you ever won a, a bet nah. from that? Nah, wow. Not yet. Not yet. I mean, I think even I think even Adam had one bill signed from you, but I don't know many other people that have. If Adam, there, if, if Adam has, him. if Adam has a signed bill that really devalues, Adam the, does the have a signed, signed bill. bill from Abe. Hold on, let me clarify. Adam does have a signed <laughs> bill. It was whether or not a table would fit in my. It, would, it was whether or not a table would fit in the, my car. And, and he won, and then I won that signed bill back. I've won about oh, five, okay. four or five of my lost bills back. Yeah, Italo gave a few back, right? Two back. I won two back. Wow. So, yeah. Italo just goes for it, man. Hey, listen, your videos weekly, I'm like looking forward to those uh, spice videos. I, I don't know, man. After last, after last night, if, you, if you're not, uh, if, if you're watching this and you're not in our smoking social Facebook group, you're missing out on a lot of fun. So I, I highly recommend head over to Facebook, look up Smoking Social. It's three simple questions, answer them. And um, that episode yesterday, I don't know if that one's going to get topped. I, I watched it again last night. I almost died. I don't know if we could. I don't know if we could beat that episode. I don't know. I the only I, I, I to all our loyal listeners out there, to our socialites, we need a can of fermented fish. I think that may be the only one that puts us over I'm, the edge. I'm not filming that. It's got to be done outside, and I'm probably going to throw up, You can't up too. do it in your office. Just from what mm -hmm. I see, like, it doesn't matter whether you're participating or not. You're going to gag, and, and so it'll it'll be totally That's not even going to be outside. That's going to be, like, off location somewhere. I say we go to Evan Darnell's house. We should. Let's go to That's Seven Bridges. It's big enough. There'll be airflow in there. Right. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure if we could – I'm not sure we could top that yesterday. That was, like, just so damn funny. Let me ask you a question. When AJ was dry heaving, was that real or was he just trying to get Italo to throw I think, up? Because I, think throw up I, I think it was both. I think it was both. Okay. I think he started dry I was heaving. Dying. I think he started dry heaving. He controlled it. It, it got it simmered down, but they saw how it affected Italo and then just kept rolling with it, which which I thought was a great tactic at the time. I, I have an idea. No, and I, it was. Wait, I have an idea, and I'm going to need the support of our KMA listeners. I have some peanuts left. And where? I think, remember the little extras? Because it was yeah, like, oh, yeah, I saw them. Oh, I, think I they threw them out. Took them, put them back in the bags. I think Paul should do the peanut challenge, and I need the support of our listeners to make that happen. <laughs> I, I, I will probably, I mean, I can handle heat, but not, I've never had any of those, like. Well, I'll tell you, AJ swore he was going to be out at, you know, peanut number two and he lasted you know five minutes and one second Wait, before we started you have you have all the leftover peanuts from yeah there's like bags? one two three. Oh, you should just send them all to paul let paul do it 
That's what I'm saying. Do you know? Do you know which which one which is which? Like, oh yeah, they're in the back. I was uh, listen. I was I was ready. I was prepared. Well, because here's the thing: I'm going to New York soon, so you got to get them to me soon. I say you put them I'll all. In, I say you put them all in one bag. In yeah, it'd only be like five peanuts. Yeah, do them all at one time. One time. <laughs> well, I'll tell you this: I I I'm confident that I can handle spicy food, but these are different, man. Like. I, the way that Italo, well, Italo can't handle spice anyway, right? Or is that uh, that's somebody else at your? No, no, Italo, no Jeremy. Lavi Jeremy's the worst. Spice. He's the worst. It, it, listen, Italo isn't yeah. can't really handle spice either. But he, he just mentally, he he's not. No, he's no, better he's, than he's Jeremy. Jeremy's the worst. Gonna, you know, that's you know. But Italo, Italo, while he's outside sweating, spitting, he's like. Let's get the fish. Like he's right. ready to do the next. That's what one. I'm saying. Italo's yeah. up for a challenge. He's, People, he's, he's our fans, our challenge. fans out there are thinking like we're torturing these guys. Or these guys are nuts. These guys are nuts. I mean, like literally. Oh my god! Yeah, oh yeah. Jeff uh, Walsh yeah. wants to do it. I mean, listen. He can Jeff just do Walsh. it. That's fine. Go ahead, Jeff. What What are we playing for, Jeff? What Respect? are we playing for? Glory. <laughs> <laughs> uh, listen. I, I did you try one, Alex? No. You won't try one, I assume. Well, I mean, I have to coordinate the, you know. Oh, oh, so that's why you have to be yeah. the management. That's right. I, I would try one, but I can't promise that I can continue after. If no, one, like, it's it's like five ass, peanuts, just straight shoot them, boom. Because honestly, they were eating like four or five peanuts a piece. I got like one left of each. Just shoot all five. I saw. I saw. I'm terrified of it. Uh, and plus, and plus, I'm gonna be, you know, housebound for the next 48 hours after that. Why? No. I I want to see what the after effects are like. Yeah, they won't work their won't, way through the system. Gary's Gary's here. Gary's yeah, Gary's. Here. Yeah, he's like. He, as soon as I was driving home, I was fine. Yeah. But he had to throw it up. That's why oh, yeah. Gary. That's why Gary suffered the most. Gary didn't want to throw up. The other two guys threw up, got it out of their system. Gary didn't want to throw up, and he was out there lying on the floor, suffering. And then he yeah, finally he finally got it out of his stomach, and he was fine. Yeah, there's no. I don't want to. I don't My favorite moment is so AJ starts hurling. Now, due yep. to AJ hurling, Italo starts getting ready to hurl, and all Italo knows is he's got to get away from AJ. He can't look at him. He can't turn around, <laughs> and he starts heading dead on straight towards Abe and his desk, oh, gagging. Yes. And Abe's like, "Turn around." Yeah, where are you facing? I mean, like, he was set it straight <laughs> because AJ was behind him and he couldn't stay turned around. Or he would have threw up right in the office. Oh, oh my, my God. God. If you haven't seen it, check it out on the uh, Smoke In social page. It was I, – I saw it pop up and I was like, damn it, I wish I saw it live. It was so – it was hilarious. I texted Alex right away. I was like, AJ's got to do more of these. Yeah. <laughs> so, so curious on your trip to Disney, how, how, uh, how was it? Was it pretty much like kind of like back to normal or? Uh, not crowd wise. People are complaining about the crowds, but it was. Wait, they're complaining that there's too many people. Yeah, it, it's more, way more crowded than it was in the beginning when they first opened up during. The but pandemic. not near like normal crowds. Mm -mm. No, I. It was perfectly fine. If I can stand and like spin around with my arms out and have my kids walk without worrying about them getting trampled. It's not crowded, and it was it was not that bad. There were people there at the Magic Kingdom when we went, but not not anything bad. I think the longest wait time we saw was thirty minutes. Um, it was that you don't have to wear masks outside now, but you do have to wear masks when you're in line inside. 
So if you're in a building or on a ride. 30 minutes to wait for a ride. That's that's low for a for a Disney. That's way ride. low. That's I've never been to low. Disney. I don't like to wait for a red light, let alone even you know, no, so we, we usually do the fast pass. Yeah, but the fast pass only gets you like five rides or four or three rides. It's like a limit. You can't fast there pass a, everything. There is a VIP fast pass that many people don't know about, but uh, I I've heard about that. I've I had a friend. It. I had a friend that done it. Literally, you get like a tour guide that's just like, come on in, and everybody stares that's, at you. That's and, a VIP and, tour guide. Hate you and can also, but you can also just buy uh, through their VIP uh, concierge. You can buy a fast pass for each individual, but it's like five grand. It makes right, sense. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. But but for the uber rich, you know, when they go, uh, when celebrities go, they still pay. Like they pay the tour. They have to pay for a VIP tour guide. They take them around back and they load them onto rides and things like that. Um, but uh, we usually use FastPass, Alex. And then you like, maybe you go wait on a shorter line. You wait 15 minutes and you did a FastPass for something else. By the time you get off that ride, you walk over and just walk on. Maybe there's a minimal wait just because the other people coming on for FastPass. But we just well, I like the atmosphere too. I can go to the park and not go on a ride. But that's do? just me. You like the atmosphere. You like, like the atmosphere the of castles atmosphere. of castles and princesses and no, not necessarily of the magic the magic kingdom is not exactly my favorite park. I really like Epcot, but it's like a, a false reality. It's it's uh it's a uh, like your everyday life. Yeah, it's a utopia. I dude, let me tell you something. If I you couldn't last a day in my shoes the way that I, I live right now. Well, yeah, because I wouldn't let that reality exist. That's the difference. <laughs> I, I, would, I would have altered the course of that reality from the onset. I, I Listen, looking back. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We, got a, we have a special guest today, an old friend, yes. uh, someone who's been in the industry, has a long history in the industry. In fact, it might be longer than mine. Um, before we get in our meet your maker, though, I do want to talk about uh, one of our fellow socialites. Um, uh, you know, we all talk about what's going on with COVID, and, and I myself and many of us here have lost friends and loved ones to COVID. And uh, while Koo was in our headquarters earlier this week, he had mentioned to us uh, that uh, one of our fellow socialites, Scott Alexander Cunius, is uh, was really battling and and and, and losing. Uh, you know, struggling with his battle with COVID, and I read uh, late last night that he had lost his fight and he has moved on. And there's another soul too early that has left us. Um, I, I said it in our social Facebook group. I, I didn't have the honor of really knowing him formally, but everything I've heard about him is, has been uh, great things. And that he was a, a fellow retailer he, he used to be a retailer and he belonged to our group so anytime for me as a retailer when, when someone who, who was a retailer is a retailer wants to belong to our social group i always find it an honor and and and, and you know we're just going to take a, a moment of silence and prayers for his family before we break into our meet your maker moment here I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell. It's time to meet your maker. 
And now joining us live from Key Largo, where he's enjoying uh, the good life for the holiday weekend, Mr. Eddie Ortega. Eddie, welcome to KMA Talk Radio again. Good morning, kids. How you guys kids. doing, man? We are kids, Gramps. What's no up, Grant? Right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Eddie, I probably haven't seen you in at least six to eight years. I know. It's been a while, man. Seriously. It's been, a... it's been about that long. Yeah. And I'm getting a lot older. You still look good, man. Uh, I just, I'm getting gray. That's pretty much it. You know, I've this been meaning is... to, yeah. to, to, uh, to actually a couple of times, like just go by and bullshit at the store and stuff. You just get, you just get caught up with, you know. Life? Uh, yeah, day to day, <laughs> same shit. Oh, I'll go tomorrow. Oh, I'll go next week and shit, you know. And uh, and I just, uh, but but yeah, man, it's been a while, buddy. Eddie, Eddie, you may be looking older, but you're still looking ripped. You've always been one of the most ripped guys in the industry, man. Still working I, out? I still work out a little bit, man. Trying to keep up. Trying to keep up. Good for you. So, Eddie, how long? How many years have you been in the cigar industry? Since nineteen. 1997 since 1997 man all right so yeah it's roughly about the same time yeah 24 yeah. years yeah look at you so what how did what did you do before you got in the cigar industry and how, how old were you in 1997 and 97 i was uh fuck, what is it uh i'm sorry bro i got a little bus from last night and i'm still like <laughs> i'm still coming down it's all right. uh, i don't know i was like around like about 20 and like 30 30 33 something like that and what were you doing at the time before you got in the cigar industry i was uh i was i was before i got into in the industry i was actually oh i've always been in computers so i was director before cigars i was director of uh uh it for uh a company in in davy they they we used, they used to make uh, uh vitamins and stuff um but uh you know you know my my uh my first father-in-law was uh, Rolando Reyes from Puro Senior, so he started nagging me, you know, come help, come help. And uh, and I jumped into the cigar industry, man. So your, your first father-in-law got you in the cigar industry, and what did you do for him when he came in? Did you work their IT, or did you actually? No, I actually used to run uh, Puro Senior. So that's how I got into. So I took over control, you know, and, and set, up, set up the distributors, set up, just run the whole business. Really? Yeah. So peer pressure Remember, got you into the cigar industry. Family pressure, not peer pressure. Family pressure. Yeah, that's basically uh, it. But you remember Puro Sinos was was huge back then, man. Yeah. They were, they Puro Sinos and Aliados. Yep. Seems like was, a long time ago, it man. It was one of the big brands of the boom. Yeah. It was one of the huge brands. And, 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 and Ronaldo Reyes has great history in, in, in the industry. Um uh, it's a shame what happened to that brand over time, but yeah. I mean, at, at one point it was up there as, as any other company you'd know today. Yep. Um, how long did you work for your father-in-law? Like about three years. Three and years you, before I left and, and went into, again, doing my, my own stuff with World Cigars. Remember, we we did we launched Cinco Vegas and all that stuff, all that other brands. Now, Cinco... Now, is Cinco Vegas different from Five Vegas, or is that the same brand? No, Five about? Vegas. Okay, That's so the look, same one. The same us, one that, that has Five the CI. Right. Five Vegas is a very, very well-known brand. Uh, it's a yep. CI brand, and, and uh, tell us a little bit about that. How did you? How? What was your involvement with Five Vegas, the brand? Well, we we launched the brand, and and uh, we had a 
World Cigar, we launched, after I left Puro Cines, we launched World Cigars. Okay, who's we? We, I had, it was a, a consortium. The reason I left Puro Cines is because there was a, a, a group of guys that got together and, and said, listen, why don't, we just, why don't you just branch out, come on board with us and stuff, this former company and, and launch our own brand. So, uh, we did just that. I mean, it's always worked. I don't know. I, I think I've, most of my life I've actually been on my own, either working on my own as a subcontractor or, or it's independent. So it's always, you know, I, I, for me, it's always been hard, like working for somebody. So I say, let's give it a shot, man. So we started World Cigars. That's when we launched uh, Five Vegas, Five Vegas, and all those other brands. And then what happened? Did Cigars International just acquire that company, or what happened? Um, as you know, everything was like the first the, the first one or two years. I mean, everything was awesome because it was just before. What is what is it? Uh, when is it when they crashed in October of? Uh, 98 or whatever that big crash black thursday or whatever yeah man that was like that was the start of uh i mean sales and everything was going fine and dandy before then but all of a sudden just you know like partnerships and different things happen and stuff but i decided like you know uh just just uh i, I just got sick of the partnership basically so i left and somebody else came on board to run the company and uh like that lasted for like about a year and when the company folded uh, somehow one way or another uh ci either purchased the brands or the inventory something like that happened i i was out of the loop by then right they probably just half the time they acquire the labels the brands, yeah, and they, and they end up it. making it themselves um so when you left where did you go uh I moved up to uh, moved up to Deerfield, and mm -hmm. I ran Real Smokers. And that's where I first heard of you. Yeah, and it's really, it's really funny. Tell us a little bit about Real Smokers, because I remember when I got in the when I got in this business. You got remember? I, I I don't know if you ever saw the first Acuesta store. It was nine hundred square feet. It was a little yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's about the size it's about the size of the office we have here now, but. Um, I real smokers was one of those shops. I just remember saying to myself in, in my mid twenties, you know, late twenties, wow, how do you, how do you get to be that big? You know, how do you get to be as big as real smokers? You know, I was trying to figure it out because real smokers was not just retailing. They were wholesaling all over the country. Yeah, no, we had a big, uh, it was this, it's not just retailers. Uh, at one point, I mean, real smokers, we had a substantial, uh, uh, this district i mean we a pretty big distributor at one time um you had a catalog and everything yeah we had a catalog we had we actually had a sales room uh of like at one point i had like 15 guys on the phone making calls wow um but everything was different everything was was different back then you have a lot more stores you had a lot less regulations i mean i remember back then california was one of the biggest states buying premium cigars and they had a lot of stores and and now i mean it's like it's almost impossible doing business over there you know yeah how long how long was your tenure at real smokers oh i was there um like about 10 years that was a long time i remember now were you were you working the retail or mostly the wholesale and, and national distribution actually i was running uh 
because Carl, there was two partners, Carlos and Leo. Yes. Uh, but I was actually running. The, I was the, the, the you know COO, so I was basically running the operations there. You know, um, in, in a weird six degrees of separation, um, the company that I was working for at the time actually bought the building when real real smokers the moved. first the first building yeah wow yeah the rehab the rehab yeah. place yeah i was working <laughs> place at the yeah time. yeah they've grown a lot man they bought oh, yeah. buildings oh, yeah, God. they own half the block at this point yeah man they own all that shit there yeah. i mean they're doing uh <laughs> i know the guy yeah nothing, nothing like rehab money nothing yeah especially up there man that's I've, a good area <laughs> i've i've known i've known real guy i i'm real i said real because you popped real up I, i've known guys since I moved to Florida, who who barely were making car payments, who have gone to private jets from getting in the rehab business. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Um. So that was so. So you were running both the retail and the wholesale distribution. Yeah. The whole yeah. entity. Wow. Ten years. Yeah. That was a long time. It was a good. It was a good. Good ten years. It was good. Good. Uh, we did a lot of business back then. Man. Are you still friends with Carlos? Oh yeah, right. Right now, basically, I, I operate out of because uh, he still have, you know, he sold that the the old location, but a couple of blocks down, you, he still has uh, the retail store. He's been there for a while, and uh, you know, I'm so close to him. We're like families and stuff. I have right now. I'm operating out of there, so I chip and do. Oh, I work okay. out of, yeah, I have an office there, and plus, I'm making all my stuff at his factory in Takasa and. In Nestle, so been traveling down to the factory a lot and spending a lot of time doing blends and all that. So it's uh, that's where he, that's where he makes his brand. Uh, I forgot. The yeah, name. It starts with a C. What's it called? Cult. Cult. Right? That's what it was. I knew yeah, Cult and a bunch of other stuff. Yeah. Eddie is is the guy. What was is it? Miguel, the guy that would roll right in the shop. Is yeah, he... man, he died, bro. No. Like, yeah, like like heart. He had cancer. Would nobody even knew. Really, that he did, but he died like six months ago, I think. I gotta tell you, I love those cigars that he rolled. That was a yeah. that was a big business. That was the number one cigar. They, I mean, they sold so really? many of those things. Yeah, that's old you, school. That's that's cool. I've said it before, and I say it again. We get to the age, when, you know, when you're younger, and you you know, you talk about somebody you haven't seen in a while. You're like, oh, I wonder what they're up to. Now we get yeah. to the age where we say we hope they're still, I mean, they still alive. Yeah, no shit, bro. Ugh. We're uh. We're we're getting there, man. We are getting there. So what? What? So after so, you left Real Cigars, Real Smokers. Right, that's where we're going. A Real Smokers. I'm sorry. After you left Real Smokers, <laughs> what happens then, Eddie? Uh, oh, that's when I hooked up with Eric, and we started uh, United. That how lasted. Did, how did you meet Eric? He's Just coming oh, in the store selling. He used to cigars? come in. Yeah, he used to come in selling a. Uh, he used to come into as a broker. Uh, as a broker real, right? Yeah, he was a broker back then, so he used to come in, and then we became good friends and stuff, you know. Uh, and then we we started United, but I mean, and that lasted many years, many who, years. Who too. was the first? Who, whose idea was it first to break out and start United? Whose idea? Yeah, I mean, you guys are talking. Your friends. Somebody says, "Hey, do, who said it?" Somebody says, "You want to go start a, our own brand?" Who, who said it? How did that happen? What was the well, genesis? Of just just bullshit, just bullshitting again. I mean, um, we always we 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 always wanted to have our own brands. Um, you, you know, 
I've I've always been like I like building stuff, and I enjoy you know uh, uh, I don't I don't mind spending time building building companies or a product or whatever. Even those brands like Cinco Vegas and stuff. At one point, when before World Cigars uh, closed, uh, Hector, which which was the actual they made the CEO of World Cigars like for the last year, he came up to Real Smokers and he goes, "Hey guys, listen, you know." Eddie, you know, you you started the brand, you know, why don't you guys buy all the inventory, buy the, you know, you keep the brands, you, you can even pay us back, you sell the inventory, then, you know, once you sell the inventory, just pay it back. But the guys are real smokers weren't interested in in, uh, in uh, building or, or having any brands. So, you know, that, that ended up going somewhere else, but... Um, but I think we, Eric and myself, got together because we were both, you know, he was a broker, and uh, I was a real smokers and stuff. And we just said, you know what, man, why don't we just do our own stuff, you know? And we now, became really good friends. Now I remember, and I can't remember if you were involved at the time with him or this is what, what his kind of first attempt. But were you involved when Eric made X? Yeah. Okay, so we, that was that was both the years' first project, then, right? That was that was. <laughs> That was the, that was the first project, and so they and came actually, out with this. They came out with this brand. It was just called X. It was a black box. Well, with, that that wasn't you know because we we didn't back then we weren't even like we we want to know. It's not like we went out and looked at products or whatever and tried to get basic ideas. You know how that brand came to be? I was walking into uh, into uh, what's that computer place? I went out of business. The big one, uh, Comp USA. Comp USA, and they had just launched uh, Apple, the Apple uh, X, the Leopard. I think the Leopard uh, operating system. The, uh, and OS ten, OS ten, OS ten. Basically, it was a black box with with an X on it. And I go, man, that looks awesome. I went back. <laughs> I told Eric, we didn't even think about anything else. We go, man, that's a, that's a cool packaging, and uh, it wasn't wasn't a good idea. <laughs> How long was that brand on the market? Man, not too long. What, not ha what too happened? Long, man. <laughs> what happened? But, what, no, why you want to? Why you even want to go? Because there's that? nothing wrong with it. It's history. <laughs> Listen to me. Hold on, wait. I, I'm not picking on anybody. This this is something that happens often in our industry, and and I've said it before nine out of ten times. Nine out of ten times, it's not on purpose. You know, we we. When we do stuff, we're not conscious of every other thing out there, how other people may perceive it and how other people see it. You just said to a great story on how what gave you the idea and what you were thinking with it. But then obviously, you know, there was there was a trademark issue because someone felt it infringed on their brand. And then, you know, ultimately the brand ended up going away. And um, you know, there's there's nothing wrong with talking about it. I mean we're all friends for the most part in this industry. And, and I, yeah, and we are. I mean, we, we hold no grudge or whatever. Yeah. I mean, it was just, um, but, you know, if we think about it, I mean, we should have just, we could have, we could have actually you just re changed the packaging, repackaged it and, and done something with it. Uh, but I guess, you know, in hindsight, you know, we could have done something else. You know, look, I, I, I've been, I've had these talks, right? Because when we came out with Red Meat Lovers Club, um, a lot of people reached out to us. Look, my father was a butcher. We're making a cigar. It's called Red Meat Lovers Club. 
and Steve and I were talking. It was just a natural idea. We should put this in butcher paper. I grew up wrapping meat in butcher paper, white butcher paper. I mean, it was just my natural instinct to think of that. And sure enough, I didn't think about it. You know, yeah. I, I didn't get a problem. I got a text, you know, because, you know, Pete Johnson has the pork tenderloin that he wraps in butcher paper. But you have to understand, like, you know, I might have seen one pork tenderloin or two pork tenderloins in my 25 years in this business. It's not like it's right. They're, the not, they're not a regular production. Yeah, it's they're not like it's in the forefront of my mind when we thought about this. Right. And, you know, Pete right, busted my, yeah, Pete busted my chops. I told him, look, dude, I mean, this was a Red Meat Lovers Club cigar. It was just a natural. So it, it happens. It just, it, it, after all hundreds of years of doing stuff, it naturally is just going to overlap and you have these things that happen and, and you work it out so now you're launching brand the law the brand you launched this company with under under at that time was united tobacco yes yep yep you and it, it has nothing to do with the united tobacco that's out today so i mean no so no, let, no let's not because there's one out there today so let's not confuse yeah it. This, i know this yeah. is the original united tobacco that eric yep. and eddie had started together uh then you guys came out with some other lines and 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 tell us about what happened after x fell off the map um after x we did a we did real we we did vibe now when you did rio and vibe you got okay who who made the generation x cigar for you because be honest with you i don't even know or remember. Oliva. okay Oliva. so oliva's oliva cigars made the generation x for you yeah, and then the Rio and Vibe came out of the Rocky. Out of the Rocky in, in Honduras, right? And, and, and so you guys had moved then and, and moved your operations to. You were working with Rocky at the time. He well, was doing, no, just, he was doing just, your fulfillment, wasn't he? Or was he just making the cigars? No, 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 no. That's way before all that happened. Like the Rio and Vibe, we launched it. We we were in. A, it's just a, like a side project that that Rocky. Uh, Rocky did for us, and then we found uh, we started working with with, with Pepin. Uh, I, I think Eric was the one that initially made the the, the first. Uh, he approached Pepin when Pepin was in on A Street. So then we started working with with Pepin on uh, the six hundred one and 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 everything else. Pepin made all the original six hundred ones. Yeah, yep. And and then you moved to Rocky. Uh, I know at some point you guys were working with Rocky, and I can't remember. Yeah, but we moved. Um, well, no, at the beginning we were working with Rocky. Then we started working with with Pepin, and then we moved. Well, because when we we didn't, it's not that we moved with Rocky. You're talking about when we did like uh like the deal with Rocky where we would like they were going to distribute it and stuff. Yeah, I remember that at some point that that happened. Yeah, that was a that was a, that was way after United have been uh, okay. Have been have been uh, going. My timeline's a little off. Yeah, oh, so it was with a different company. No, it was still United. No, it was a, United it, was around and it, it was later okay, in United. Okay. Yeah, but, but we we also used a lot like EO brands. So that logo stuck around for a long, but that was still everything was still on the United. Okay. Yeah, that that's what happened. Yeah, I, I, EO stopped, I stopped. I stopped seeing United, and I started and seeing EO, EO, brands. EO brands on everything, EO which brands. was which was uh, Espinosa Ortega. Yeah. So you had the real vibe. You had six hundred one. You had Cubal. Yep. And am I missing any, or is that pretty much all of them? Murcielago came out. Murcielago, 
that we we had uh, on this on the United. What else we had? We had a bunch of bundle lines. We have Florida. We, we have a we had a a few others, but six or one Murcielo Cubaos were probably the the main the main ones. Abe, you I think your 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 mitts muted yourself most likely. Me? No, Abe. Uh, Abe. Oh, Abe. The switch I lean on over here. Sorry about that. So then, so then after years of doing this together, you got you and Eric branched out and split up. Yeah. Yeah. And you and you took certain brands with you. Took uh, yeah, Kubao. Basically, Kubao. Kubao was the big one because Rio and Bai we hadn't sold for like a long time. And as you know, you know, if you don't, if you let, if you don't like re-register the trademark and follow up with it, you know, you, you lose it after a while and stuff. So, but Rio and Bai were never like never performed in. in in, in the in our portfolio, I like um, that Rio cigar. The Rio, I liked it. That it was box pressed. It was. It, I, I thought it was when we first launched, it did it did great, but then uh, something happened along the. You know, back then, when we, I mean, when we did all this stuff, I mean, back then it was pretty hard, like getting uh, the good materials. I mean, back then it was a pain in the ass making a cigar the way you wanted to because I mean the lack of raw materials and I mean it was just crazy. So when we first launched Rio, it actually did pretty good, but somewhere along the line, it just lost. Uh, uh, it just wasn't the same, uh, and and it was just not selling. You know, when you make brands, you can come out with as many brands as you want. I mean, you can have you know a million brands in your portfolio, but there comes a point where you know if you're only selling X amount uh, of boxes, then that's why you see all these brands that come out you know one month and they go high for six months and then you start not seeing them because then you they're in cigars international if, super saver deals uh, yeah i mean if, if it ain't selling you you gotta you gotta cut you know you, you can make 50 boxes a, a, a you know a month you know and we gotta remember too is we're going back to a period where there really wasn't social media in the cigar industry yeah, right? it was, there yeah. were no Facebook groups. There was no None it was of very. Stuff. It was very hard to come out with a brand and get the word out there, unless you had, you know, yep. one hundred twenty thousand dollars or whatever it is, sixty thousand dollars a year to drop in cigar aficionado. Yep. No, no totally different time. Yeah, and I don't know what's. I don't know what's worse if what's happening now, where uh, every time Dick and Harry, you know, it's puts out a brand. I mean, I can't even, a lot of times I'm reading these press releases and I'm going like, oh, so-and-so is putting out another brand and I'm going, and I'm reading at the company and I'm going like, wow, I, like, I don't even know. <laughs> well, listen, it's, it's, <laughs> I've said it before, it's like a renaissance now and it's definitely a consumer's market because um, yeah. literally everybody's making cigars and then guys are rebanding cigars and they're renaming cigars. But at the end of the day, I, I, I can't remember who used to say it one of my coaches or someone or one of my teachers you say but the cream always rises to the top you know the garbage just like during the boom you know the garbage gets yeah. filtered out the, the the gimmicks get filtered out the guys buying dollar sticks and putting bands on them and making great stories get filtered out because they're never built on any good foundation and it doesn't last so you know i mean uh, i don't think it's necessarily bad for the industry i think the consumers enjoy it but at the end of the day 
the meat and potatoes is, you know, always stand out of, of, of the core of what this industry does and what this industry is about. And that's that's what I believe. Yeah, um, it's 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 good, like you said, and it's good for the consumer or something because they got more. Uh, but for 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 the business, for 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 an actual working business model, I mean, it just becomes harder and harder for the manufacturer because you basically. You know, you can't fall behind if so-and-so is putting on a brand new cigar every month or whatever. I mean, because, you know, like during my, my the last, maybe the last year of, of, of uh, when I was doing Ortega, it's like, you know, I put out a brand today and then start doing the shows, traveling around. And, you know, a week later, the people are asking me, you know, like, Eddie, Eddie, what's new? What's new? And I'm going, wow. I mean, I, this is Newman. I just put this out. No, but you know, you're doing anything else, and I'm going like, wow. I mean, so it becomes like you're churning, you're churning brands. It's not like you're building. You know, it's, now it's this, very hard to build brands today. It's very hard. Very hard production, it's very hard, man. packaging. It's it's just hard because the lifespan of is it because consumers the, lose interest? Like they want to know, they they want the new. So, thing? so look, here's here's my opinion. What happened, Eddie? You've been in the business as long as me, and you can tell me, right? So, brands were built a certain way in the past, right? Kind of like you build a house, you build a foundation, yep. whatever. And then limited editions got in, and, and a lot of them were legitimate limited editions, you know, that were made and 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 for certain reasons. And then the craze of limited editions started to be felt, right? And and I believe that if you really make something limited or in limited edition, that's a good thing. You, you want to make special stuff, but then it just started getting abused. And then people started to realize that they could just make brands or they could buy cigars for a dollar a stick, dollar fifty a stick. Before before S Chip buying a cigar for a dollar was very common. You know, um, you know, S Chip added fifty cents right on top of it right there. But you know, getting a, a stick for a dollar fifty two dollars, then creating some awesome story, putting a band on it. You know, and consumers ate it up, and now it's kind of like the cigars who become like the sneaker market, you know, um, where it's like the next drop, the next thing, yeah. and you know, look, it, it waters down it as always, and some of the people and some of the reputable companies stay true and really work the art and the craft, and there's a lot of guys who take advantage of it, and you know, it's up to the consumers to figure stuff out along the way. And and they and they do and they typically do and and they know and they know the guys who really work it, you know. I mean, I don't want to mention any names because I know I'll forget some of the guys. But the majority of these hardcore, yeah, I'll forget. Why didn't you mention my name? But the majority of the hardcore real manufacturers, you're, you're known out there. They're working it and they're working it like an art. And the rest are just trying to generate revenue. And and you know that that's what's happened now with that kind of a, of an industry. Yeah, it's uh. You know, and, and it's, um, it's a lot of marketing. That's all I can say. I mean, this is not a cigar. Is not like a like an iPhone or a, or some electronic equipment where where you're changing the CPU or you're changing like some crazy ass component that's brand new in the market. You know, a cigar basically is you know leaf, and you can only there's only so much that you can make different. I mean, it's not that. Every time you come out with a cigar, you're reinventing the blend. I mean, it's it's <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> the tobacco's coming, you know, from the same farms. It's coming, so it's pretty hard to like find a uh, find a farm that that has you know a couple of uh, 
couple of uh, tobacco trees growing, uh, plants growing, and, and, you know, nobody has seen before, nobody's touched before, nobody's smoked before, and it's, like, right. so unique that you can make a, a, a limited release, but, uh, you know, it's, uh, but it's, it's crazy now. I mean, for the, it's pretty hard for the manufacturers, for, for the manufacturers that have been around the industry for so long, and they want to, I remember when the Pepin first hit the factory, it, you know, they're getting, now they're on another level, but I remember we used to talk and he goes, Eddie, I don't want to be doing this, limited this, limited that, you know? And I go, Pepin, you know, unfortunately, you know, you, you're going to have to do, you may not do one every month, but you, you're going to have to do that because that's where the market's going. So it just makes it hard for, for a manufacturer because you constantly, constantly have to be generating these, you know, new marketing ideas, new packaging, new rings. I mean, it's a pain in the ass, man. Well, the nice thing about, not the nice thing, but the interesting and the natural phenomenon about tobacco or like any other grown product is you can have the exact same seed grown in the exact same field, but it tastes slightly different. Of course. The next course. harvest. And, and I use an example of like fruits. Like, you know, you go to the store and if you like Granny Smith apples, and I've used this before, you know, there are times where they taste better than other times. There are times where navel oranges, oh, this is this is a great batch. Absolutely. Now, but you still know it's a Granny Smith apple, even when it doesn't taste as good. Yeah. Because it has a distinctive flavor. So that's the nice thing about varietals when you use tobacco. Because look, my organization, our company, Smoke In, you know, we've been doing, and that's why I kind of came out with the microblends when we first started it, is to have this thing made from one batch, right? Because, you know, it's, 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 it would be the same all the way through and it would run and our, we don't, we, our, our projects are never rushed. I mean, they, they, we put a lot of effort and work so we don't fall into that category of just having right. some junk made. I mean, Alex will tell you, you know, we have a project getting ready to, we have two projects coming out. Uh, one with Alec Bradley that we first started talking about in KMA probably two years ago. You know, and we're still waiting on it, and, and it's coming. I think it's going to be this year, the next few months, where it'll hit. And the other one is with AJ Fernandez. It's been over a year. You know, oh, so we didn't. Exactly. Yeah, over a year we started working on our project with AJ Fernandez. Wait, wait can so, we tease a little bit? Is it is it one that we talked about on the air when Alan Rubin was on the air? Yeah. No, okay. I mean we, 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 oh, we, we, cool. we, we've been we've been public about it. We're we're bringing back. Uh, I, their, I think it was their first box brand because Alec, Al, Alec Bradley broke into this market with bundles, Occidental Reserve. Yep. You know, and right. their first box brand was Trilogy, and it was the first triangle box press cigar. And we talked about it on the show when the boys were on a couple of years ago. And I said, dude, I would love to bring the Trilogy back. As a micro blend, Alec you know? and Bradley told you you have to talk. You have to convince. Yeah, they Alex said they, they said they've been bugging their dad forever. Their dad's not bringing that <laughs> yeah. cigar back. And I literally called them outside of the studio after the show, and he said he'd do it for us. And that was two years ago. And I kid you not, wow. we've been kind of going back and forth over these last two years. And in fact, when Coop was here visiting us in our HQ this week, he actually told me I, I saw it. It looks awesome. I haven't seen it. Coop saw the packaging before me. I haven't seen it. Yeah, he was there. But, he was there. But the boys, the That's boys so put funny. serious effort on the blend and went back and forth on what we wanted to do. And it wasn't just, uh, hey, let's make something and band it. So, like, and that's why our micro blend series has has 
stood through the tense of time because we haven't played those games. At the end of the day, the consumers know it and they figure it out over time. You can't make, you know, I don't know what number we're on, 16, 17 micro blends, and it still holds its weight if you're playing games. So, right. It would have, after the first two, you would have been, yeah. Of it, so, now, I, yeah. I, 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 listen, I, I'm, I, I want, I need help from some of our fans out there, and then we're going to get back to Eddie because we got on a tangent here. But I'm smoking a, a, the new Pope that just dropped that we did with Drew Estate like four or five years ago, and we just relaunched this past Thursday. And I took my band off, and I noticed something cool, and I don't know if it's on any of the original Popes. If, I, I've seen a lot of posts this week of people smoking the original Popes. So if anybody has one and lights one up, please let me know. But I think they just did this this time around, but they put their smoke-in microblend series on the inside of the band. Wow. Oh, that's cool. I don't think that was on the original. So if anybody has, uh, if anybody has one, I, I don't have any. So if anybody has any lying around and they, and they end up lighting one up or they have a band left over from a cigar they smoked in the last couple of days, take a look at the back. Let okay. me know if that was on the original because I, I don't remember it being on the, the original. The original is 2000, 2015. 15. 15. Yeah, yeah, six years ago, yeah. I want to I ask you guys a question. Um, so I, I, I got into the retail <coughs> business three years ago. Um, and I, and to me, it seems like right now there's there's two kinds of customers that walk into the shop. There are the guys that pretty much smoke what they smoke, two, three, maybe four brands. They'll branch out once in a while if they trust a guy at the register to tell, you know, hey, you'll like this. It's kind of it's in your wheelhouse. Um, there's those guys, but essentially buy what they buy. And then there's the other guys that just want to know what's new, what's new, what's new. Doesn't matter what it is. If it's new, they want it. Has it always been that way? Mm. It hasn't. There was no, more... because, because you have to remember, it's not the consumers that's changed. See, this, this is where people get confused. I think the consumers changed. Listen, that's not just, and, and Eddie, you could chime in when you know you, you disagree, but that's yeah. not just in cigars. That's in, it's a a, of, it's in a lot of things we do. One of my kids goes to a restaurant and orders the same type of stuff, a pasta seafood dish. And yeah. I say to her, I said, why don't you order something else? I mean, you have this, like, what's the fun of going out if you order? And my other, one of my other kids says, dad, pick me out something cool. Always wants something maybe she hadn't had before and whatever. So it, I think that's just generally how human beings are. But it wasn't the consumers that changed. It was the, the and Eddie, you're a manufacturer. So if you want to disagree, let me know. But it was the manufacturers who changed this. Okay, so... When I first got in this business, I kid you not, I we had all glass in the front of the store, and I could see Mr. So-and-so pull up in his car. I would walk into the humidor, grab his box, and have it on, on the counter before he got to the front door of my shop because guys bought the same thing. But what changed was, you know, early on in my career, I'd go to trade shows. There wasn't this need to have a new line launch every trade show. M the majority of the time... You you got a line extension. Hey, we just added two new sizes to this line that we already have. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. And maybe yeah. once every two or three years, hey, we're making a new brand. Because if you look at like the Fuente and Padron model, that's what this whole cigar industry was early on. Yep. Right? You know, Fuente and Padron don't come out with new brands every year. You know what right. I mean? It's, so that was the model of the whole industry. And then it started to change. And then every year became imperative to have a new line, a new launch. And then throughout the year, forget it. It, it wasn't even trade show or then it became not trade show oriented. 
they're launching two, three, four times throughout the year <laughs> when the trade show's not here, new lines. I mean, I remember one year, and listen, I, I love Rocky. So when I bust balls, when I bust balls, um, it, I'm not being mean. I'm just being genuine. And so I love Rocky. He's a big supporter of us and KMA Radio. He's been an advertiser at KMA Radio. But I remember one year reading the news early on KMA, and he had like 20, like 19 lines launched. And I'm like, holy cow, it was like an insane year at the trade show. It had nothing to do with, with FDA. This is way before. It wasn't any trade. He did like, he had like, like in double digits of new lines coming out that year. It was just insane. So that's what I believe inf- changed the consumer mentality. Because now I really couldn't tell you what to give some of my regulars who walk through the door. They're, they got something different in their hand every time. Now, I do think that the majority of the consumers will smoke a core of what they regularly like, but they will always try this or try that. And maybe that core of what they regularly smoke will change from time to time. Something will drop out, something will come in. But that 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 generation of, hey, I buy my bun- box of Punch Rothschilds every two weeks, whatever, those guys are gone. Seldom see it anymore. That used Wait. to be the, when I first came in, that was, that was the biggest seller right there. Remember the Punch, the punch, punch Rothschild? Punch in the Hoyo, the 50-count boxes. That was huge seller, man. Now you don't even see that cigar anywhere. You know who used to buy that all the time from my shop? Bobby Orr. Bobby Orr? Mm-hmm. Bobby Orr had a locker in Tequesta, and he used to come in regularly and buy that Punch Rothschild. He loved that cigar. And yeah. when we were selling it back then, it was three twenty-five, $3? Yeah, like three and change. Yeah. Like it was three a and change. cigar for a Punch Rothschild. 50 count box of punch Rothschilds. I just think nowadays the consumer is just, uh, I think that whole new shit got started actually not even by cigar makers, but by uh, cell manufacturers like Apple, Samsung, like every fucking quarter they, they're, they're pushing a new, new phone. So, you know, people get caught up in this shit. Oh, I need a new phone. Who the fuck needs a new phone every three months? I mean, I, I swap out my phone like every three or four years. You know, I'm the, I'm the same way. I usually skip a, a generation or two before I get I mean, the new one. It's crazy. Why? Because they made the change. The, the camera it's a little better now. I mean, uh, the first the first industry that I can remember, and Eddie, you're a little bit older than me, and so you may you might correct me, but the first industry I can remember that that started doing this model was the sneaker industry. All right, George. Yeah, sneaker was yeah. Yes, that was the first industry that I saw. But then it went to everything. It went to beers. It went to, I mean, seasonal, limited releases. It just, it just went to everything. But I think the sneaker market was the first market that I could recall, and someone can correct me if I'm wrong, that kind of had this waiting for the next release, waiting for their next release. I remember growing up, guys waiting in line to buy the new Jordans, like hours. I'm like, what? I didn't even get it back then. Yeah, and back then, you know, like while we were growing up, there was always like brand loyalties and stuff. Like you walk somewhere and you see a Sony TV or you were looking for a Sony, I mean, a TV or appliance. You had your, your specific brands like that you were, uh, but nowadays all that's gone out of the window. It's very, very hard. Not just for cigars, but for any, I mean, uh, I mean, you gotta remember. That's also the fault. That's also the fault of the manufacturers. And when you come to electronics, because the inside of my Hisense TV is the exact same components as a Sony TV. That's 100, like 100%. That, they're all made by 
They're all made, made by only three companies, like three, four companies that make TVs. That's that's it. The rest so they it's, shop. it's like watches. Okay, so it's listen. the same thing with watches. People don't realize there's only five major automatic watch companies in the world. I They're know all the same watches. The TV industry is even the worst because they they literally specialize in making it so you can't price compare. They make right, the same right. stuff in 10 different packages with little, little tweaks and whatever, and they're all the same TVs. Okay. Half the times you can't even find this same model somewhere else. It's a little different here. It's, it's Buying a TV is, like, hilarious. It's, it really is. Today. Well, it's funny. It, it reminds me. My, I remember my father told me a story when I was young. He used to work in a, in a bread factory where they would make bread, and it was basically, you know, big machinery, and, you know, the bread would come flying through, and the last component of the line was the, the bag. So the bread would come through and boom in the bag out the bag and he said and you know every however long couple hours or so a horn would blow they would take that bagging machine and off put change a different bagging your bag and the same bread would run through and it would a different bag <laughs> no this is a true story when i grew up in the grocery store i i, I don't think this is wonder a national brand yeah, Wonder yeah. Bread. yeah. Okay. right. Yeah. As you said, it would be Wonder Brand and then the bat and it'd be whatever the local or the cheese or the other one would Wonder, be. Wonder okay, so Wonder Bread, because we used to have the bread guy come, would have this like always like more economy wonder line that was like two for or three for a dollar all the time that was on sale, whatever. And then it was a shorter loaf, and then they had the regular wonder loaf or whatever. And I remember asking the driver, literally, like, you know, really, what's the difference in the bread? It's not, it's just a bag. Just a bag, and it looks a little bigger. But they had the premium wonder, and they had the little, you know, special economy. And it was just a bag. So I mean, it's crazy. Wow. But listen, we got to take a break. We got to pay. We got to help support, pay for the show. Um, we got to take our commercial. But after the break, we're gonna have more with Eddie Ortega. We're gonna talk about the Siri. Want to talk about what he's doing now? Yeah, we're gonna talk about the Siri D and what he's doing now. We're gonna have our as the record spin segment, uh, sponsored by Avo Cigars, and of course, we got William Cooper coming on. And uh, we're going to have a very special kind of one-off tale of the tape for you in hour two. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after this. Keep it lit. Surgeon General Warning. Cigar smoking can cause lung cancer and heart disease. Currently available at your favorite cigar store, the Romeo y Julieta Reserva Real Nicaragua is another fantastic collaboration between AJ Fernandez and Rafael Nadal. Landing a number one cigar of the year of 2020 by Cigar and Spirits magazine, the Reserva Real Nicaragua is handcrafted at Tabacalera AJ Fernandez. This Nicaraguan Piro is a medium to full body cigar that is packed to the brim with flavor notes of leather, coffee, and red pepper, which pairs nicely with a spiced rum. Available in four sizes, Romeo y Julieta returned to prestigious form with the Reserva Real Nicaragua that should be enjoyed by all. Surgeon General Warning. Cigar smoking can cause lung cancer and heart disease. Commercial time. Oh, God. Oh, how nice to see you here. You know, honestly, Abe likes originality. He doesn't like repeats. And I like to sleep with a glass of Bonner Private Wines next to my bed so that when I wake up in a cold sweat because I forgot to do something for him, I have it here to relax myself. It really is good wine. See, Bonner Private Wines is a partner with KMA Talk Radio, and 
That means they're a partner with you. You can try any of their wines by going to kmawines.com. You can try their three-pack wine sampler. You can also try one of my favorites, Sunal. It's from the third highest vineyard, altitude-wise, in the world, 8,950 feet. And it's delicious, goes well with a great cigar. So check it out. And I'm gonna go back to sleep and hopefully Abe will not yell at me today. But first I'm gonna finish this. Okay, you guys can go now. Okay. You don't see the teddy bear, right? No. I, I I gotta tell you, dude. I love Steph. She's the best. I just sent her. A I, sent, I sent her a message during the break. I love her. She's the best. Oh, you did. Yeah. Wait, you have my best. wife's cell phone number. This is weird. bro. Your wife and I talk like every day. Dude, it would not surprise me because of those little things that I'm like, oh my god, that's such a coincidence. Abe was just talking about that. <laughs> you know, we had lunch last week, right? All right, that's taking a little bit too far. <laughs> but I love Steph. Actually, right? go ahead. <laughs> She's the best. Yeah, that She's was that was all her idea. That was all her idea. That was good. But um Yeah. That was interesting. And you know what? We gotta get a graphic up to end that commercial with to be up for yeah. static. It breaks We have stone. to put it we I have like to, how we um, have production ideas during the show oh, when yeah. we talk about yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, we have to edit it so I can't do it. I like. I can't do an overlay. I guess I can just put up an image after it. Yeah, we will like, give you an image that you can leave as static for three yeah. seconds that you just add it to yeah. your whatever you record, and that way it'll give a yeah. nice smoother transition. I'll even, I'll even put a fade on it so it fades a little bit into the program. How about that? Where's our guest? Here he is. There he is. How to pee, bro? <laughs> oh, we, know, we know how it I, is. I, I have it timed, so I know how long I got when the commercial starts to run and come back. <laughs> That's funny. Holy cow. All right. Shall, so, we, uh, shall we get to Avo? Yeah, you want to run it now? All right. Eddie, yeah, let's so run, let's run into as segment, We have a special segment called As the Record Spins. It's sponsored by Avo Cigars. And our good friend over at Avo, Eddie Guerra, poses questions every week for our guest, and we have a question for you. So let's go to As The Record Spins. Eddie, here we go. Here's our question from uh, our friend Eddie Guerra over at Avo Cigars for our As the Record Spend segment by Avo Cigars. Eddie Ortega, what individual has had the most profound impact on your life? That's a big question. Yeah, it is. That's a big question. That's a big question for anybody. And it's it's very hard when you gotta pick just one, because I know myself personally, it's I've had a lot of guys. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, I really, I really wouldn't be able to say, uh, I mean, one, like one. Well, who was the first that came to your mind? Let's put it that way. Um, Pepin might have been one. Uh, I can't, unfortunately, unfortunately, I wish uh, 
I could save my dad, but my dad split when I was nine. And wow, I saw him back again once before he died when when I was like whatever thirty. So, but besides him, I mean, it's just many. It, I, I don't. I can't really. I, fortunately for me, I've had a lot of uh, good people around me like all my life, where everybody has actually, you know, somehow molded me into the way I, I, I've turned out from my uh, uh, my captain in, in the Marines when I was in to my gunnery sergeant who was my my uh, you know my my leader where I was at I mean so, so for, for me that's not I, I can't I, I don't not one specific person comes to mind where I can say it's just been a group of individuals that I've been fortunate enough to been you know uh, that I had them in my life so but I can't say one specific all right. Well, that's fair. Do you want to name a few guys while you have your chance? Well, uh, Eric. Oh, wow. Pete, even Rocky. I mean, I, I, I really have a good friendship, friendship with Rocky uh, for the longest time. I mean, even Carlos uh, from Real Smokers that I'm with now. Uh, but it's just uh, it's just many men. And I'm very, very glad that, that you know, I've had the friendships. But while we have the chance, especially on this weekend, everybody here at KMA wants to thank you for your service, my friend. Yes, absolutely. Oh, no, th yeah. Th thank you. Absolutely. All right. Well, there you have it. As the record spins by Eddie Ortega. Uh, now, let's... Was, hold on one yes, second. Before yes, we sir. get to that, I have proof that the first Pope Microblend series did have oh, it. Oh, it did have it. Well, there you go. Was yeah, that sent to you I by AJ? I just got that from AJ AJ smokes. Yeah, there you go. So it was there. I just, I never, I never noticed. Kudos to Drew Estate. Cool. Thank you very much. Look at the age on that band. Yeah, <laughs> that's an OG. Yeah. Oh shit. I know AJ's desperately gluing it back on right now. Yeah, probably. He's like, I'm not gonna smoke this. <laughs> All right, so Eddie, you break off from Eric Espinosa. You start your own brand. We didn't come, break off. We, no, you we split did. up. I mean, you parted ways. We, we I, parted I, didn't mean, ways. I did not mean in a bad way. <laughs> I, meant, I meant like literally you broke off. You split yeah, up. Yeah, you, yeah. you went different ways. And you you come out with the Serie D. Okay? Yeah. Which at that time wasn't popular. A 10-count box, which yep. I thought was brilliant. And uh, you had a very small footprint on the shelf. It made it for easy box sales. Uh, tell us about the genesis of that brand. How did you come up with the name Siri D? What made you choose it? And, and then we're going to talk about how hot it was when it first came out in the market. It's um, it's 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 just you know when you you're trying to launch new brands, you're trying to get away uh, or find something original, which is actually pretty pretty hard to do uh, in this industry um, because there's so many the trademarks are just you know, have been taken. So the Series D, we just, uh, I, I thought it sounded good. It was sounded nice and I, li I liked it. Uh, it wasn't at all, maybe, I don't know, maybe I was thinking about the Series D from Cuba, which was one of my uh, favorite cigars and stuff. Me, so so that's more or less how it... Did D stand for anything specific or no? No. No, Series D, I mean, I think, I think uh, the, the A was taken... Uh, the V was taken. I mean, <laughs> it, it's just—it's <laughs> hard, man. <laughs> this industry—it's hard to come up with names, bro. Everything is like taken, man. 
uh and then you and even even when the shit's not taken you're afraid to like come out with something because somebody's gonna might uh, be interpreted that way yep yeah i mean have, it's have it in hiding yeah <laughs> there's my girl steph we love you steph <laughs> so um when it came out I, and i'm i'm gonna talk to myself as a retailer at the time because but i imagine and i remember the story it was a very very hot brand it did very very well and what do you what do you what do you what do you attribute that, that to because it, it really it, came, it didn't come out of the gate slow eddie i mean at least not for us when it came out that cigar started selling and there was repeat sales and people were buying that cigar well remember it, fortunate again for me uh i i have uh being in business for so long in this industry i've, I've also been lucky enough to to have a lot of uh uh, friends, uh, especially retailers, have always, you know, given me the, their support. Um, so getting it out easy, just like even still, that there's still the same rule to me applies now nowadays. I mean, getting getting it out, it's always the easy part. The thing is, you got to make sure that it's a good product. So, like first orders, you know, uh, it's with me, uh, since since I had so many good friends they would as soon as i come out with stuff they'll tell me at least send me i, I want to you know give me your boxes here i want to make sure i pour them out so bottom line is if you make a good product and you get the distribution out there put it in retailers you know uh people are gonna if if, if this if the product is good people will enjoy it and 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 you'll do good with them um as opposed to you know putting out a shitty product putting it out there and and flopping um so again because of my my, the relationship I have with, with so many people, you know, I've been fortunate enough to be able to 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 place the cigars out there, uh, and uh, so Series D went out. You know, it, it was it was well received, and and it was a great smoke. I mean, that was a, that was a great cigar. Were you surprised at how well it took off? Um, no, can't say because I it was I loved it. I mean, I used to smoke those things like sheesh. Um. Uh, so I thought it 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 would do do good. Uh, you know, uh, the blends from Pepin. You know, the quality manufacturer that that they've always had. Uh, well, it didn't hurt that you had one of the best in the industry making the cigar. Of course, oh, one hundred percent. Right. I mean, one hundred percent. I mean, um. So it did it did well. It did well. So then at some point along the way, and I'm curious because we see this all the time on the retail floor, and obviously it's something you had to think about or contemplate or you know the reason why. What led to it dying down and pretty much disappearing from the shelves? What causes that? What causes that? What causes that with 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 uh, with any brand? I mean, it well, was sometimes same. sometimes there's production issues. Sometimes there's back order issues and they can't for whatever reason i mean there's some things that do hurt a brand and affects it but i i I didn't i don't know and i can't remember if there was a story to why siri d just faded away because that's kind of what happened in in my recollection of things it just kind of yeah but it it out it took a while you got you got to remember i mean if you take any brand right now you take anybody making any cigars right now if you have one brand and you come out with a brand and you come out with nothing in a period next period of time let's say within a year or whatever that brand it peaks everything just now has such a short life span and and uh and like i said i mean 
even 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 still today i mean you have some people that swear by series d and now that i'm getting my there again they go oh man i have forgotten how good you know it is a good cigar it might have different materials or it might be a little different but it's a good cigar uh but the thing is that the brands out there just they just have no uh no staying power man i mean it's like even right after launching series d i mean it was like you go out there and do the events for series d and that you know the questions start like eddie what's new what's your next project and it's like it, it it's just crazy it, it just you can't what, have just one brand anymore and the spec is gonna you know what, what was the rough lifespan of series d how long was that on the market that was a nice like like three four years okay so let me yeah. ask you a question in those four years did you release another brand because i can't remember no, I had Kubal, which was doing good. You well, bought Kubal back. That's right. You bought Kubal back. I did a, a real, I did a, an awesome project that it actually, I did awesome with it. But one in retrospect, and I had the right formula when I first thought about it, but then listening to all the retailers, you know, uh, I screwed it up. But like, re remember the Wild Bunch? Okay, I was going to lunch. How can I forget? I was one of them. You bought you bought a lot of that. The Wild Bunch was one minor miscalculation. When I was first, when I came up with with doing that, I was only going to do. I think I wanted to do like total of like twelve hundred boxes for the year, and I was going to come come in and just bring like a hundred each month, and I just wanted each retailer to have like five or okay, some okay. some shit like that. That because okay, so I wanted to make it very very limited. Okay, so let's discuss this because uh, there, there, believe it or not, there's probably a lot of listeners watching or listening who don't even know what the Wild Bunch is. So why don't you give us a little synopsis of what that project was? Uh, the project with the, the Wild Bunch was made, I, I said, okay, look, I'm going to have 12 characters, 12 different blends. Every month, I'm going to do X amount of boxes. So every month, I would get the boxes in. I, I was, I was, it was 500 boxes a month that would come in. And then they will be distributed to the to the retailers. Um, so, so every character you planned on shipping anybody who carried your line, like a, a handful of boxes. No, only to key retailers that had already subscribed to the plan. Okay. So, but originally, but as opposed to just doing a hundred boxes a month, which is what I really wanted it, so like it just like everybody could just like go through the boxes and, and, and you know next month when the when the next boxes come in i mean it would move so get the product and move but when i first started uh, telling the guys about the project everybody started giving me shit you know no five boxes i don't want i want you know 15 20 boxes every month and i'm going like that's that's way too many uh but bottom line is i ended up just to make everybody happy like increasing the number of sizes so it really it didn't create enough space from month to month for the so it created basically a glut of the so they, it took a lot longer for some of those boxes to move but that was a great project and all the blends were like awesome so i had plans of taking those blends and then turn them into into other lines and stuff but um it, it just uh i started i started like just getting tired like what's new what's new what's new it was just uh Plus, my, I was having some other issues and stuff, so I said, you know, it's just my, uh, my favorite one was the honest Dave. The honest, yeah, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So who, who Wait, I have the, a picture of it too, I think. Who is the first character? I love it because it has Adam smelling my armpit. The art that you did has Adam it's smelling your armpit. Yeah, that's what like he that, said. Huh? Yeah, that's what he said is why am I smelling your armpit? But who is the first Wild Bunch character? The first one? Do you remember? Uh I'm I forgot January. Who was January? Oh, that's that's the front, but on the side there's Lady M, or I'm in the inside cover of the box. I can't remember, but Lady M and Adam, who were co-hosts, were actually either on that band or on the inside art cover of the box. Um, Big John, William Cooper, with the answer. Big John was was Big uh, John. Big John was a and wasn't Island Jim one of them? Island Jim was, uh, I think, uh, September. Yeah, Island Jimmy's done well with that. He's he using that name and stuff, but he's done well with it. Now, now you, you had twelve characters. Were they all retailers? Uh, a couple of them weren't. Were they consumers? Were they manufacturers? Who were well, consumer? They? Consumers or retailer? Consumers it was a, it, it was a mix. Some some consumers and some like some retailer like Island Jim, like Jimmy. Well, Jimmy had the store in Pittsburgh, right. Uh, it was it was a it was quite a quite a nice project, man. I have fun with that. No, nope, that was that was an interesting interesting series. In 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 in. Uh, you ended up you sold a lot of those boxes. I think you called me up with whatever you had left, and we took no them all shit. the time. We took yeah, them all. you sold a lot there of those might, boxes. I don't know. There might be still some wild bunch left. We we are so overlapped in where we have our inventory right now and where stuff is between our various storage areas and humidors and whatnot, you know, we're dying. Like Alex will tell you, we're literally dying, dying to get this warehouse open. So we're, we're looking at the end of June, early July. So hopefully we'll get our warehouse open. And I, I guarantee you, we're going to end up finding a lot. You're on mute, Alex. I'm pretty sure there are some in the back. I, I guarantee you, we're going to end up finding a lot of gems, like the Wild Bunch and stuff like that. When we start, what are you doing? Just like a like a bigger a big warehouse, just for like for storage for all the stores? No, no, we're we're going to move all our shipping and e-commerce. Uh, there it is. There it is. See, Adam smelling my armpit. Yeah, that's a, yeah. He actually he is. <laughs> there it is. Wow, lady, lady look. M looking good in that picture. She is looking good. Still is actually. <laughs> Oh, yeah, she her, 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 her tummy's pretty big right now, getting ready to drop her second baby. So, Kudos Lady Emma's? Yep, she's having a baby. Oh, God. Oh, I hope she's not watching this. I think it's a girl. I think I she's think having she's... another boy, I thought. I oh, can't yeah. remember. Interestingly, <laughs> that image is actually for sale for 69 bucks. Oh, what oh. is that? <laughs> is that the art Neil? Neil Wallenberg? Neil. Was that... Yeah, that yeah Neil did that. Yeah, that's what it says. Yeah, Neil did that. Sale. Where is it? Is a one-off for sale, or is he producing them for sale? Uh, I don't know. It looks like he's producing them. You can get them in different sizes. Or... Oh, buy me one. <laughs> artist no, grade, artist grade one. canvas, I'll... archival links, wooden stretcher bars, UVB protective coating. I'm gonna Honestly, put, I'm gonna put them all in N NFTs. There you go. I got. There I, you go. I got a picture of Pete Rose and Paul Schmidt up there. They can come down and go right over there. But yeah, yeah. Actually, I'm going to grab one of those. I didn't. I didn't even know that. Look at that. So that'd be cool to hang on your wall. Yeah, that's I want it. I definitely want it. We just I, sent I'm, you the link. I, I want it. So I sent it before you. Uh, so um, so now, 
what happens with Ortega cigars? Well, in terms of like right now? No, like at this time, Siri D is slowing down your sales. Oh. You, you, you just fold up the. I mean, did you even try to sell the brands or sell the company? Or you just folded up not, the company. No, not really, because uh, I, I just I was just going through through different uh, different things in in my life, and uh, uh, for some reason I just got tired. I mean, I got I, I wanted I wanted to spend more time with the family, with the kids, and everything. I was traveling way too much. Um, I had way too much shit going on and i just i don't know you know when you get burned out or something uh, yeah yeah i just said you know what man i mean i i need to to find out what what i'm gonna do but selling it was not i mean i had because I, I i think i always thought that at one point or another um and remember uh the reason i i basically even like maybe thought about do, doing this right now is i don't know if you remember but like two three years ago i mean the way everything was going with the fda was really i mean uh, it was looking very glim it was looking very i mean so you know so you're saying man you're killing yourself you're trying to bully shit, and then you know these people are going to come on and all of a sudden it could know, all go away it could all go away so it was just a lot of things i said you know Fuck it, I need a break. That's basically. But you didn't take that much of a break because you got right back in the industry. Uh, well, no, it's been. It's no, been but you had a job. You, you worked. Bro, I don't a... know what's wrong with this industry, but uh, if for some reason, I mean, <laughs> can't get out. You, you can't. <laughs> Listen, we talked about this. Very few people. Ernie, very even, few people escape this industry for you good. know Ernie. You can. I can name you everybody. That... Should, very. Listen, the only people I can really tell you that kind of. Seemingly, at least, no I'm, shit, I'm, bro. Christian Azinger and Mike Cusano have escaped this industry for good. Um, maybe solution. Well, Tim, Tim even said he's been he's been thinking when he we had him on last for where yeah. now he's like oh, I'm thinking of doing a project. Salucci has <laughs> gone, but he, he he's young, so he has time to come back. Tarano, there there's one, but very seldom do they get out, and are they gone? Yeah, it's uh, but <laughs> I guess it's a lot you have, easier. To, you have to burn a do you burn a saint and bloodlet to get into the cigar industry? I, I don't know. I don't know. I haven't been made yet. <laughs> oh, I gotta no, but for me and and the, like since since I'm doing my different formula now and just going like direct to the consumer, uh, I have no no interest in, in I'm not interested in, in traveling and. I'm getting into all that stuff again. So, and basically, what I want to do is just build it up a little. So, because I mean, I'm 61 now, so uh, I'll be retiring in another three or four years. So, if I can build it up, where uh, you know it does X amount of business uh, retirement and, fund. It, yeah, it's while well, I'm still, I'm you know, it's fun to actually run it um, and just retire and and just you know. Something that you can do. E-commerce is great because of that. You know, uh, it's it's uh, if you don't want to be the next mega mega Amazon of cigars or whatever, and you just keep a formula where you want to just make X amount of. You know, it's, it's literally it's, funny because I was talking to Alex about this literally yesterday when he was asking me. So I, I don't want to skip a step here. So when you when you when you got on your own you went to work a little bit for quality importers right you were doing uh -huh. stuff there and yep. and and 
you you were they they were distributing the cult cigars weren't they they actually no cult yeah cult is is uh belongs to quality carlos makes it got it yeah cult belongs to uh so it kind of brought you back in where you're kind of back to working with not you know not for carlos but you kind of were back working with him a little bit but with actually yeah with with the short stint i had with quality was not actually uh i was basically the sales room manager so i think we had like like 10 guys on the phones uh so it was more it wasn't really that much to do with cigars but basically just managing Managing. the the sales operation there so at what point did you say i'm going to bring my cigars back and what made you decide to sell directly to consumers instead of the traditional way of you know wholesaling them to brick and mortars around the company that was actually it wasn't actually that that long ago now uh, uh, I took some time off and I was traveling a lot. Uh, I was talking to Carlos and went down to his factory. Uh, a couple Carlos was a lot smaller a couple of years ago. I mean, he's been doing his factory now. It's he's, he's had his factory probably for like about 10 years, but uh, little by little, he's been growing. Uh, now I, I took some time and went down there and visited with him, went out to check. But bottom line is he's making a, a, a lot more cigars now. He's got a huge inventory of uh, tobacco. So uh, I just needed to make sure that uh, that uh, if I was going to do anything, you know, the, the raw material was going to be available. And, uh, because making it there with Carlos at Tacasa, that's like, uh, that's like my, like, I, I consider if it was my own factory. I mean, I'm taking turns with him now because he's getting up there too and he doesn't want to be traveling. So he goes uh, for a week, I go for a week, and we take turns. There's a lot of things that are happening down there at the factory. So uh, I went down and worked on, on a lot of blends, uh, checked out, making sure that, that there's going to be plenty of tobacco. Um, and I said, you know what? It's a good it's a good and when i went down plus when i went down i still had like a lot a lot of inventory of rings and, and, and stuff from from the old packaging so i said you know what maybe maybe it's a good time for me to to do this um so i said let's let's give it i just know for a fact that it's not going to be before where where I'll, i'm going to be traveling uh, i've already shipped uh, to a couple of friends i, I got friends that have stores and they, they they told me eddie you know i don't care man if you sell in direct i'll put them i want to have them here so uh but my biggest thing is i just want to sell direct because i just want to keep this uh it's a, it's a small scale uh, i don't want to be the next uh you know pete johnson yeah uh, well yeah <laughs> yeah a, he, sc- he scaled up pretty good eh? I he, he, pete? He, he scaled up yeah he scaled up pretty good so your website is www.ortegascigars.com. Yep. And people can go there directly. And is, is there anything other than the Siri D there right now, or is that the only cigar that you currently have in the portfolio? No, I have I have some other stuff in stock. Is Kubao there? Uh, Kubao is there, yeah. Oh, Kubao is there. Okay. Yeah. So uh, yeah. let me ask you this question for our fans who knew the old brand. How similar, or did you even try to attempt to make it similar? The current um, Siri D to the Siri D that you originally launched. I try to make it similar in the in the in the sense of uh, um, tobaccos used. No, 
no, not even that because it, it's just impossible, especially being as long as it was. Uh, but the profile-wise, you know, like if they was if it was like you know medium to full or whatever, the final product. Yeah, but besides that, I mean, uh, I'm not gonna bullshit and say, yeah, I found some you know leads <laughs> that it was left over. I don't. You know, had some tobacco in your garage. You've been holding on just. In yeah, case I don't do that shit. You know, it's a it's a great cigar. Uh, I'm taking <laughs> my time making uh, you know making sure that that you know it's 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 well made. Uh, I like them all. I like the way they they taste. I, I like the way you know the way they smoke. So uh, all I all I can hope for is that people like them uh, out there. And I've already told guys because everybody's posting pictures. Hey Eddie, I got mine. You know they taste like this and all that. You know, but I'm not gonna bullshit and say yeah. You know, I still have a couple of bills uh, from when I used to make that, and uh, I've saved them just for because I knew this time was coming. So that's bullshit. So. Well, if you're uh, out there, if you're out there and you want to check it out, head over to www.ortegascigars.com and maybe you try some of the Siri D cigars and see what you if think. You, if you like them, make sure you you post it on social media. If you don't, just send me a personal message. Better that way, nobody needs to know. <laughs> That's great. So we're getting ready to bring on an old friend. So he'll probably be happy to see you and. Um, we're going to have a very special segment later in the show of Tale of the Tape, a special edition, one one episode show. And maybe you could be the judge, Eddie. So we'll see how it goes. But right now, let's bring uh, Coop on and see what is the scoop with Coop this week. Hey, yo, what's my theme music? The Scoop with Coop. Breaking industry news. Hear it first on KMA Talk Radio and cigar-coop.com. Whoa, cool! Yeah, he is poolside. Is that a pool well, joining us live from Central Florida? Is William Cooper? Cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually indoors because uh, a lawn sound? service a lawn service decided to do some work next door. <laughs> uh, so. It drives me nuts. Yeah, so uh, but the pool is back there. So unfortunately, I had to give up my cigar to come in here. But um, what's up, Coop? How's the trip been? It's been really good. Um, this is uh, the vacation part of it. You know, uh, yesterday was a kind of a down day with Scott. Uh, yeah. Obviously, thanks for doing that. I, I saw your post last night. I immediately put it up in the chat, and it's yeah. it's it's yeah. Yeah, he he really loved the smoking social group um, and KMA. I could tell you that. Um, I've known him for ten years. Uh, very loyal and just loved being a part of it. So he will be missed for sure. Yeah, he will. Yeah. But uh, but but no, it's a uh, it's. Uh, by the way, I just uh, one news item. I actually saw my first alligator in the wild. I saw yeah, that. I post. saw that. I was shocked by that. I mean, for a guy that gets around a lot, that was your all the first trips alligator? down to Florida. You've never seen an alligator. No, no, never have. Um, it was it was in it was at Corona Cigar in Sand Lake behind the store. Listen, next time you're in Delray or down here, have Vinny take you to the farms out here. Vinny actually wrestles alligators. Yeah, yeah, he does. Like literally wrestles alligators. Wow, yeah, but it was pretty cool seeing it. I had never seen it, and and, and then I didn't realize how fast they swim. And I saw him swim, and he's very fast. Those alligators are fast. The coop, come to any of our backyards, and you'll see him. Well, <laughs> it's funny. My father was telling me he goes, "Yeah, when when there's water, you'll see an alligator, right?" And he was telling me. Always. So when I got to Sand Lake, I just looked at the lake, and you're a little bit elevated, so I wasn't in any danger. 
And I look down and I see, wow, there is an alligator just sitting there, kind of hiding, uh, camouflaging himself. It was pretty cool. You ever take a ride? You ever take a ride in Everglades? I have done that. I have yeah, done that. A lot but of I gators but, out there. But I saw manatees and stuff. I remember when. Oh I was no, there. I saw a lot of gators. Yeah, I haven't seen. I didn't you'll see the gators. You'll see them when you're driving across across the state, like we're going to do today, going to Tampa. You'll see you'll see dead ones, roadkill alligators. You go to Tampa today. Whose bachelorette yeah. party is it now? Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a wedding. Jesus. <laughs> is, it, is it really, Paul? Seriously, oh, come on, Paul. F, man. Wait, aren't you to... aren't you aren't you at the age now where your friends are too old to get married? No, and and the, the problem <laughs> no. is that so many of my friends in the last year and a half were supposed to get married, and now all of them are cramming them into like a two or three month period. So this is the last one that I know of coming up. Did but you... it's gonna be fun. It's at the Tampa Aquarium. If anybody's, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and stop by and see uh, and see Jeff and Tanya's store. I know they're not gonna be there. I'll give my heads uh, up I'm, to I'm make sure maybe... they leave. Yeah. <laughs> Paul, Paul, did you pack? Did you pack your dress? Your dress. I did not pack my dress. Coop, <laughs> well done. This isn't a family wedding. It's friends. It's friends. So I'm Coop. not going to be the center of attention. I, I'm listen. I do always open it up if somebody wants me to sing at their wedding. You know, sing a song. I, I you know, give me a couple of drinks. I'll get on the no, mic and sing. That, which has happened many times. That's where I can't bust Paul's chops. Paul can actually sing. Really? <laughs> oh yeah, Billy Joel too. Billy Joel, yeah. I think you put something up. Yeah, it's almost always that. Billy Joel. Yeah, yeah. he can actually. Yeah, we were, one of our events that we went to where Abe got like hung up because he missed the airplane or something. Whatever went on, I, me, Adam, and I think it was Erica at the time went to a bar next to our hotel, and I mean, I think it was happy hour or something. I don't know. I got a lot of drinks in me, and the guy started the karaoke and. I sang once, and there was like nobody else in this crowd. It was somewhere in in uh, North Carolina, I think. And the guy, every other song was like, "Hey, how about we hear from Paul again? What do you want to sing now?" And so I that, sang. That like, was six a, that songs was a smoking remote up there. That was uh that was yeah, I think remote. so. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Hey, how many stores you got now? Uh, there are about ten smokings in South Florida. Ten. Yeah, we got a little less than half of that. Yeah, we like to keep busy. So, Coop, what's the scoop <laughs> this week? Yeah, what okay. else is going on? Um, the big news that came out this week sort of came out yesterday. There was a joint statement issued by a group of manufacturers who were going to the PCA trade show. And they basically, the statement said, we're going to the trade show, and here's why you should go. And it was a lot of the leading manufacturers that were in there, a lot of the staples. So obviously, Carlito Fuente was name in there, Rocky Patel. Uh, Alan Rubin, and among others. And it was the first time that that has happened ever. Like, they've never kind of um, done that. Now, it brings to questions why they're doing it. Obviously, it's the first trade show in two years. We're coming out of the pandemic. You know, the whole thing about the Big Four leaving last year. The year uh, before, it's the first departure. Yeah. yeah it's the first, the first show after their departure. It's the first show after their departure. It's the first show after the consumer debacle. So... That, you know, I, they are saying that attendance, there's signups for attendance, but I'm still, if, if signups for attendance are good, there obviously is a need for more attendance to kind of put something together like this, is my, my interpretation. Well, I think it's a critical year for the PCA. I think they know it. I think yeah. no matter what their attendance is, they want to show solidarity. I mean, look, like I said, I haven't gone to the PCA in, I don't know, over a half a decade. And we're going this year. 
So, I mean, um, I think I, I, I think it'll be interesting to see. I think so, too. Um, you know, the, I've heard of retail. A lot of retails I know are going, but a lot of retailers I know are only going for two days, and they're going to head back uh, to their shops Sunday night. Yeah, you, you mentioned that when you were here. I'm like, I can't imagine spending all that time and money getting out there and leaving Sunday. It starts Saturday. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's a little surprising. I mean, I know I know some people are still like, hey, we're, we're back in Vegas. They want to make a Vegas weekend. or you know, So they want to use Vegas you know, because they like going to Vegas. But others I heard are so some of the smaller guys are going back to their shops Sunday night. So I think when we look at attendance, those last two days are probably going to be – there's going to be a lot of attention if it's low. And that's what happened two years ago. That'll be interesting. What else is in the news? Well, this is this is one kind of I guess interesting as Eddie's on, but um, this week it was officially announced that Six Hundred One Black um, will be uh, making its official return at the PCA trade show. Six Hundred One Black was a Connecticut shade cigar. Um, Eddie, you actually gave me a Six Hundred One Black. I remember you did an event in Charlotte years ago, and I love that cigar. Oh, um, Eric, Eric's bringing that one back. He's bringing that one back. Um, he actually kind of uh, did a soft uh, release for Lazona Palooza back in November. And those were made available to uh, people who were attending the virtual event. And then some of them went to a few retailers that were left over afterwards. Uh, they're bringing it back. The plan is it's going to be an annual release. So it's not going to be a regular production release. They're going to release it once a year. And uh, they, they're going to put it in – they have new box design for it. It's a nice, sleek black box they have. Um, and they're only releasing one size, uh, a 6x52, which Hector told me is slightly thicker than the original one, which was a 6x50. So um, you can expect to see that kind of being showcased at the PCA trade show this year. Interesting. I don't, even, got I, don't, I don't even remember the first round of Sixty-One Black. I remember. I remember it was a yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The Connecticut. It I might have... relaunch X again. No. That you know that Connecticut was actually ahead of its time. So that was a bolder Connecticut. It, yes, it was. Yeah. So this is you know today you see a lot of these bolder Connecticut's, but back then there weren't a lot of those. And I remember when I had that. And it was just it was a very different Connecticut. It was it was very unique. But I think what I heard is people said it maybe it was too far ahead of its time where people weren't ready for that. And now with these bolder Connecticut's in the marketplace, um, there's you know, now now there's a market for it, so they're gonna take advantage of it. Interesting. Anything else you got going on, Coop? One other, it's been a slow week, but um, Crown Heads announced a, uh, a limited edition line extension to the uh, Four Kicks Kappa Especial line, which is their Sumatra blend. Um, and this one is called uh, the Aguias, um, which is a 55 by 50 Figurato shape. It's based on an old Cuban shape. Um, so they're going to be doing, a, like typically Crown Heads, what they do is they release a core line. And then they come out with some a, a special limited edition size. Usually it's one or done with that. Um, that should be hitting the stores in June. So uh, if you're a Crown Heads fan, you're going to want to seek that one out. Cool. Is, is everybody hearing Coop? Somebody said they couldn't hear Coop on there. Might be just them. 
I hear him. He he clipped out briefly, but it didn't. Okay. I can okay. hear him fine. Is that better? I think the mic's. I checked. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Anything else going on, Coop? Other than attacking that soda? No, it's it's V eight. <laughs> it's V eight. Uh, V8. No, I'm I, I, I I've never seen anybody drink a V eight. Yeah. Without vodka. Without well, vodka. I am trying to. Like, I did tell you, I am trying to be a little more healthy. Um, Good for you. Yeah. You know, I I don't want to get a fat boy joke from Eddie. You know. So. No Ooh. man. <laughs> uh, but let me tell you, if you see Eddie first, if you gain weight, Eddie's gonna let you know you gain weight. So the good news is, I was down in Florida. People said I lost weight this time. You, you did, you did. Yeah. You look good. That's yeah. cause, that's because I love you, Coop. I know, I, I know you, you do. I know you do. Listen, at least at least Eddie has the body where he could say that. Oh, I yeah. say I say that. Look who I am. And <laughs> the same here. I'll pick on you. Yeah, Abe, Abe calls me fat every week. Oh, right, look, man! Your, your neck is now overlapping the collar of your shirt, your chin. Yeah, well, yeah, definitely. If you gain weight, Eddie's gonna let you know it's for sure. <laughs> Why did I say anything to you last time I saw you? Yeah, you did. Oh, yeah, I did. <laughs> I was like, Coop, you put on a couple. Because <laughs> I think I, I saw you. It was a, I think the last time I saw you, I was over at Alec Bradley, and I think that's when we saw each other last. I, I can't say shit to A. Remember. I, 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 hey, remember that time you snapped me? Uh, you shake my hand with your with your hand, bro. And you like almost crushed my fingers. Well, on purpose or were we playing? Yeah, no shit on purpose. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you put the grips on him, bro. Yeah. yeah. A lot of times, a lot, a lot of times, I'll walk out on the floor and I'll, you know, hey, what's up? Guy, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> like fifty pound mitts, I forget sometimes. Yeah, yeah. let me pick up my lungs. <laughs> What else, Coop? Shall Is that we, it? Uh, That's it. It was very, oh, very light week this week with a holiday and uh, coming off TPA. Yeah, it's been, but we should be getting a lot of news in the next few weeks as we get to the PCHA show. Very, very, very. Coop, very cool. Coop, are you on vacation with a wife or the girlfriend? Ooh, uh, uh, the wife. <laughs> <laughs> the girlfriend is next month in Vegas. Right, right. <laughs> We don't talk about that. Shall no, we get to uh, the, the well, new version of Tale of the Tape? Well, we got a very special edition of Tale of the Tape. As you know, um, the, the boys needed one more week to get ready, of, ready for season two of Tale of the Tape, which was going to be, I don't want to call it WWF. Pro, no. pro wrestling. Pro, pro wrestlers. Pro, pro wrestlers. wrestlers. Yeah. Pro top, wrestlers. top 10 pro wrestlers. Top 10 pro wrestlers of all time. So they, they need one more week before they're ready to launch that. So we decided to do something. Coop and I, when Alex was out, sick coop and i did uh a one-time segment for frozen pizzas and it, it caused a lot of stir i mean guys were buying pizzas trying them it seemed to have they some... still are yeah it's been i like the reaction we've gotten from it, it was yeah really positive so, yeah so this is going to be another special edition episode and we will tell you what we'll be covering right are you going to play the intro paul right after this So over the years, throughout KMA, from time to time, we will talk about what seems to be a hot-button topic amongst everybody I know is cereal. All right? Cereal just seems to be something that everybody has their favorites and what's the best. And, you know, uh, you know, we got banned from eating cereal early on growing up because, like, cereal boxes were became, like, single-serving packages for my brother and I. So, you know, my dad's like, stop bringing this home because you guys are just abusing the hell out of cereal. So, um, 
Are, Paul, do you want to MC the order and how we want to tell what our favorite all-time cereal is? And Eddie, yeah. you could you could you could throw in your mix or and judge maybe on our critique our choices here. All right. Okay. All right. I think we uh, I think we should start with the OGs first. So, uh, Alex, why don't you tell us what your favorite cereal of all time is? All right. So my pick, favorite cereal of all time. I I had to draw deep into my inner childhood. Admittedly, I don't eat cereal anymore and I don't use milk for anything. But I went with Fruity Pebbles. Um, Fruity Pebbles, two of the greatest brand ambassadors of all time, Fred Flintstone and Barney Rubble. As I always do with Tale of the Tape, my only critique with Fruity Pebbles is you have to eat it fast. It does get soggy, but a a crisp spoonful of Fruity Pebbles is about as sugary and delightful as you can get in a child cereal. <laughs> An excellent pick. An excellent pick. Go ahead, Coop. All right. So, Paul, do we have the same one? No. Okay. So, so our listeners know none of us shared with each other what our picks were. Okay. Well, Paul asked me. I know Paul everybody. Knows. Paul knows. I know everybody. Paul knows yeah, okay. So, so, okay. So my pick goes back to the 70s. Okay, of course, right? Of course it does. And, and it's got to be a, a sugar. <laughs> it has to be a sugary cereal, right? But in particular, this very sugary cereal with a character on it. Um, sugar Smacks. No, no, no. no. Uh, so so I, wanted, I wanted a cereal. Like, so when I was younger, I would watch All in the Family. Like, and I didn't understand half of it back then, right? But Archie Bunker was kind of a caricature, and Archie Bunker's favorite cereal was Fruit Loops, and I wanted the cereal that Archie Bunker ate, so I wanted Fruit Loops completely. Like my mother didn't want to get it for me because it was loaded with sugar, but okay, you know, I got a box of them. Um, so I'm going with Fruit Loops again, very sugary. I like eating. You can pop those right out of the box, like without even milk. It's like, I, I agree. Okay. I agree. You can. It's a, it's a great. It, it's harder with the fruity pebbles because they're smaller, right? But right. these, are, you can just pop yeah. them. And uh, I've seen it used as a baby snack. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah, I'll tell you what. Uh, you know, I'm in my 50s right now. I'm not ashamed to admit I love fruity pebbles. Uh, oh, excuse me, Fruit Loops, Fruit Loops, and both. I love both, but Fruit Loops would be my pick here. Good pick. <laughs> Am I going next, Paul, or do you want me to save me for last? Yeah, go ahead. All right. So, look, this, this both commendable, right? Um, though I do think that the alter variation of Fruit Loops that's superior, that's kind of similar, is Apple Jacks. Apple Jacks was – apple. it's not my pick, but Apple Jacks is like the variation I like better than Fruit Loops of kind of the same cereal. And one of them – but there were so many, you know, between Golden Grams. Fruity Pebbles and Cocoa Pebbles were up there for me. Because part of my choice is the milk that you drink uh, yes, when it's yes. done, and that creates. But as I got older, it became a little too sweet, especially the fruity pebbles. Right, um, a lot of great cereals. It's really hard over time, but the one that's in my cabinet today that we eat—I don't eat. My kids love it, but I do sneak a bowl every now and then because as I got older, now I become a little milk intolerant. Um, Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Great pick. This cereal here, which has a lot of components of a lot of my favorite things, the cinnamon from Apple Jacks, right. the, the graham from uh, Golden Grams, uh, the content, and even because Alex mentioned the sog factor, even when it gets soggy, the ridges stay a little crunchy. So you got like a little soggy and crunchy going on, and it makes for a great drink at the end of the bowl. So I gotta say, one of my the all time currently right now for in my opinion is cinnamon toast crunch. 
good. Has everyone That's noticed there's a, a trend with all these reason. all sugary and you know all that nutritional value? It's, it's <laughs> got a lot of components of a lot of my favorites yeah, all in it, one. Yeah, I, yeah. I like it. Yeah, I'm sure Paul has grape nuts yeah. or something. <laughs> 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 Spoon size shredded wheat. Yeah, right. <laughs> grape nuts, like first off, grape nuts came in a box. Hold on. Grape nuts came in a box this big, yeah. and did that like last for a month? Yeah, it was millions like, of them. How could there still be so another dense. bowl of cereal in this box? Right. Right. And yeah. it was like eating concrete. There were yeah. no grapes in it either. Yeah, strange thing. So my pick, I, so growing up, I wasn't allowed to have sugary cereals, but once in a while I would get this cereal as a treat. A and, yeah. and now as I'm older, I... We don't really eat cereal. I mean, my wife buys cereal for the kids as like a snack. We don't really eat it like as a breakfast food. Like you said, Abe, like, you know, we'll buy a couple of a box of cinnamon toast crunch. It'll last us six months because we'll just give them, you know, one or two of them. But um, for the uh, classic nostalgic feeling that it gives me and because it was the one sugary cereal that I was allowed as a kid and I love the branding and I love the voice actor uh, for many, many different reasons. I picked Frosted uh, Flakes. I knew you'd go with that. Lee Marshall, yeah. Lee Marshall, the the wrestling announcer, was the voice of Frosted Flakes. Is that yeah, true? I mean, I, that's very true. It's very true. Lee Marshall was a WCW wrestling announcer. Well, who and, did you uh, think it was? Because obviously, you didn't think it was Lee Marshall. Earl Ravencroft. Who was the voice? Now I have to look it up. Now you oh, got maybe, or maybe Lee Marshall was the first. I, he Lee Marshall was definitely a voice of Tony the Tiger. Thurl Ravencroft. Was the I, I'm, I mean, Coop, you want to bet? <laughs> so, so, I'll bet you, I'll bet you that, I'll Croft. bet you, I'll bet you that Lee Marshall was the voice of Tony the Tiger and Frosted Flakes. Yes, wait, 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 is, is that like the oh, only wait, one? Oh, wait, wait, here, here's what happened. So, Lee, so Lee Marshall was after Thurl Ravens. Okay, Ravens so they Croft were both, died. so they were both. Okay, so they were both. It's a push. Okay. There you go. Thurl Ravenscroft is the original voice of the Grinch, that original animated film. Okay. And he was in a bunch of Disney films. And, of and course. The guy has a really sure. unique voice. A Disney guy. Frosted, <laughs> Frosted, Frosted Flakes a great cereal. My, my only critique of that would be um, the only thing with Frosted Flakes is you can just take a bowl of cornflakes, throw some sugar on it, and you have Frosted, Frosted Flakes. flakes. You exactly. can't do no, that. It's not with the, the same. They melt it on. Yeah, it's similar. It yes. tastes similar. And listen, you can't recreate fruity pebbles or and, fruit loops or cinnamon and, toast. And, and, and if you're pouring the last bowl of the frosted flakes, then you get it both. You get the frosted flakes and the sugar poured all over. A ton on of sugar. When yeah. you get at the end oh, of that. Exactly. Oh yeah. I got to give that honorable milk mention. Really though, I got to give honorable mention to Crunchberry, Captain Crunch. Yeah, Captain Crunch. Got to give a little ca Captain Crunch, peanut butter crunch, Crunchberry. That that that's an honorable mention. Right? And Booberry, and Booberry, uh, the monster cereals. The monster cereals. Uh, that's an honorable mention as well. I almost picked Booberry. Count Chocula. I almost went Lucky Charms. Count Chocula, one of my favorite characters. Yeah. No, I look, my kids Lucky. love Lucky Charms. Yeah, Lucky Charms never did, but but uh, Smacks, Sugar Smacks, the the bear. Yeah. Those were those were good for a while. Oh, were good, yeah. Post up your favorite cereals. Tell us what you think about our choices. Yeah. Eddie, favorite cereal of all time? Uh, Fruity Loops. <laughs> Fruity Loops. Fruity that's Loops. a new one. Fruity well, Loops. I, I don't and I don't eat because I don't eat, I haven't eaten cereal like forever. But all the uh, ones that you've mentioned, I love. Actually, <laughs> those were the ones that I ate, but I haven't eaten them years, man, years. Yeah. I don't eat sugar. Period. So there you good have you. it. That good is this you. week's Tale of Tape. Next week, we will be back with season two of Tale of Tape. 
featuring pro wrestlers. We'll see Coop and Alex week by week from their 10 to their number one picks of the greatest pro wrestlers of all time. And now to end this week's KMA episode in our traditional fashion, it's time to see who belongs in a cigar insane asylum. Welcome to the Cigar Asylum. Did you know I'm utterly insane? We all go a little mad sometimes. Where logic and reason cease to exist. Okay, everybody. This week's inductee gets what she orders, or else. A 77 year old of course florida woman visited a local burger king to have a relaxing whopper if whoppers are relaxing and that's your thing instead she had her day ruined yes according to reports judith ann black of the villages was unhappy with her whopper so unhappy that she started screaming at the employee who gave it to her when her shouting was met with calmness, Miss Black was infuriated and then allegedly started shouting expletives and racial slurs at the employee. Man, nobody gets paid enough for that for serving a Whopper. When the employee turned away to remove herself from the situation, Black threw the defective sandwich right at her. Police recalled when Black was questioned, she admitted that her actions and explained that the tomato that was on her Whopper was too thick do not serve thick tomatoes on sandwiches the employee wasn't <laughs> doing anything about it and now miss ann black you are facing felony charges of assault with a deadly whopper correct congratulations <laughs> whopper picture lady you are this week's inductee into the cigar insane asylum and there you have it uh eddie ortega thank you so much for coming on yep, it's to see you Next time you're strolling up I-95, make sure you stop by and say hi to us here at Smoking HQ. Coop, as always, enjoy the rest of your travels. Thank you. And your stay. Next week, we have Comedian. This should be a very interesting show. First timer on KMA Talk Radio. Vic DiBetetto. Anybody anybody on a Vic, big Vic DiBetetto fan? Oh, yeah. Got to get the bread and milk. Yeah, Got to get I the watched, bread I've seen a lot of his videos. Yes. Yeah, gotta get the milk and yeah. Gotta get the bread and milk. I gotta get the bread and milk. So yeah, we'll have Vic DiBetetto on. I had the pleasure of having dinner with him at uh, uh, last month uh, down in Fort Lauderdale. Um, it should be an interesting show, to say nonetheless. Uh, don't forget to visit uh, the Scoop hyphen. I forget the fucking cigar hyphen coop dot com for all the latest news and updates. Go check out my man, Eddie Ortega's website at www.ortegascigars.com. And everybody out there, have a very safe and happy Memorial Day. Let's take a moment this week to light up a cigar and remember what the holiday is actually about for those who gave up the ultimate sacrifice in serving this great nation. Amen. Thank you for uh, joining us on another Saturday morning. We hope we entertained everyone, gave you a couple hours of fun, great way to start the weekend. And until next week... Keep it lit.